Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. God bless you. This is Bishop Dennis McMurray, Senior Pastor of the Renaissance Church of God in Christ of Grand Rapids, Michigan, USA. And as I say, every time we gather together on this radio ministry, it is my honor and my pleasure to share this time with you and prayerfully share something with you that will encourage and inspire you in your journey in life. God has given me something uniquely just for you. And it is my prayer that at the conclusion of this matter, you will go back into life after having shared this time with me. But more importantly, me ushering you into the presence of God through this radio ministry that you will know as the old song of the church says, Thou careth, Lord, for me, for me. It is our prayer this day that you and your family are in a place where you know that God is good all the time and all the time God is good. And I want to go into the word of God now and I want to talk to you from a subject that's so critically, so critically in front of us. And, 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 and that's excelling in a difficult environment, excelling, excelling in a difficult environment. The Bible talks to us and makes references, particularly in uh, in the in the book of First uh, Peter, chapter two, verse eleven and twelve. It, it talks about uh, uh, Peter was talking about we are foreigners or we are pilgrims. In other words, this world, this life, uh, this environment that we live in does not really belong to us. We're only here as temporary citizens because we know if we live right as the song of the church says heaven belongs to us and so we're all living so that we might live eternally in that place that God has established for us known as heaven Uh, even in the book of Ecclesiastes it talks about our life is but a vapor it is, is, is but a vapor. And then also, as I as I examine my thought further and prepare to go into my scripture text, is that is that darkness hates light wherever wherever light is. And I'm talking about the light of Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior of one's life, there either is a person of darkness or a person of light. The person of light, of course, their lives has been packed by 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 the light of Jesus Christ. And those persons in the dark, those persons are still aligned with the spirit of Satan. And 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 Satan can't stand those folks he used to have. Or I'm not even going to say used to have that he was influencing negatively to not embrace the Christ who's responsible for us all being here. And so I just want to talk to you a little bit this afternoon, this morning, uh, this night, wherever you might be around the world listening to this broadcast, that God wants us to still excel 
in a difficult environment. You have to understand something, my brothers and sisters, when Jesus Christ is the focal point of your living, your actions, and your attitude, you are a marked man or a marked woman. Marked man or marked woman uh, in terms of uh, um, the spirits of this world don't connect and won't like you. A marked man, a marked woman is that the spirit of God wants to promote you and wants to protect you and wants you to excel at everything that you're excelling in. And I want to move this passage, this teaching today into the book of Daniel, the sixth chapter. And this, in my opinion, is one of the most profound passages of scripture that talks about the power of God and the excellency of God in a difficult environment. All of us are living in a difficult environment. If you are a Christian, you are living and experiencing some difficulty somewhere, whether that's workplace difficulty, whether that's relational difficulty, that's social difficulty, you are experiencing difficulty simply because you have given your life to Christ Jesus and you refuse to compromise what God is requiring of us because of our relationship with him. And so when I look at the book of Daniel. Daniel focuses in on a time of, 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 of prophetic judgment. And in particular, the children of Israel, the Hebrews, had been warned by prophets of old that if you all don't get it together, you're going to fall into a great time of captivity. And Daniel captures that captivity where the Babylonians under King Nebuchadnezzar, they took captive and stripped and stripped the Hebrews of every right, every privilege, every possession, every anything that they had, they stripped it from them and they fell into captivity. They became slaves. What is captivity? Being somewhere where you really don't want to be captivity, dealing with something that you don't have the power to change. And even if you're in a situation today that you can't change and dealing with something that you can't change, God still is going to take care of his. And that's what I want to say to somebody listening today, regardless of what the turmoil or the, or the literal political pressure is in the workplace where you're at right now, God's still going to take care of you, regardless of what type of biases you may be experiencing. And biases are real across the board. Bias, there's spiritual biases, which is, a, which is the greatest bias. But then there's cultural biases. There's gender biases. There is racial tension biases. Our world is full of biases where people think that they control our destiny and control our outlook. But I want to let you know, by the way you handle the adversity determines how well you survive in thrive in an atmosphere of difficulty. And in Daniel, the sixth chapter, a very classic passage of scripture, but I just want to work it with you that's, uh, on, on this day. It said, it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom and 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three, oh, let me, let me, let me just back up. So what had happened was the Hebrews had been taken captive and the Chaldeans or, or King, King Darius now was in a place where he recognized he had acquired all of this wealth, all of these possessions through force and by force. He had oppressed, they had oppressed a people 
The Chaldeans under King Nebuchadnezzar, they had oppressed a people. And the Hebrews now were in a place they did not want to be in. I'm talking to somebody today because I'm sure many of you listening, you're in a job that you don't want to be in. You're in, 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 in a relationship. And I'm not speaking of marital relationship because that's a whole that's a, that's that's a whole nother teaching, but a friend relationship or 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 a comrade relationship or a block club relationship. I'm talking about in an environment where it's difficult for you to stay positive and keep positive because of the adversarial spirit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the adversarial spirit that exists where you are placed at this particular time in your life. And so what happened was King Darius said, I've got all of this, all of these resources. I've got all of this wealth. I've got all these people at my disposal. It's got to be managed. And so he developed a management strategy to manage the people and to manage the process and to manage possessions. And so it says here in the first verse that Darius said, I'm going to take and I'm going to take 120 princes, all of whom, all of whom were Chaldeans, all of whom uh, were unbelievers and said, I'm going to put them over my kingdom. Then in verse two, he said, and over these three presidents. And so that's from mid-level management to executive level management. And over these three presidents or uh, and over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give account unto them and the king should have no damage. I need you to catch that. It says, and over these three presidents. So these three presidents. Let me back up just because I want you to get this. This 120 princes, they were assigned to manage the affairs. But then they also reported to three presidents that Darius established. All of those people in mid-level management and executive level management should have been Chaldeans. Should have been Medes, but they were not. And the person who had the highest executive level management position was a Hebrew who should have been subjected to slavery and his name was Daniel it says verse 2 Daniel was first that he uh, was Daniel was first that the princes might give account unto them and the king should have no damage in other words what had happened was the king Darius recognized Darius recognized of all of the wealth, of all of the power that he had, he needed it to be managed by someone he can and could trust. And that person that he set aside was a person who should not have been in place. I'm saying something to somebody today. You're probably in a place and you're dealing with some difficulty, with some with some cultural issues. You may even be dealing with some racial issues, but it's, it's, it's even deeper than cultural or racial. What it is, it's spiritual. Darkness does not like it when light is in top. Darkness does not like it when the dark is dispelled by the light. Darkness wants to dominate, but as soon as a small ray of light flickers on, darkness is defeated. And I want you to know today, my brothers and sisters, that darkness is defeated by you being in the place where you're at.
But when darkness realized that it's being defeated because of the light of Jesus that's shining in your life, then you've got to prepare yourself and understand that you very well may dwell in an atmosphere and an environment where you may not be liked. You may dwell in an atmosphere and an environment where false charges may be brought against you. You're dealing in an atmosphere and an environment where you're trying to figure out why don't they like me? Why don't they? Why don't they? You've got to understand something. Your life is, 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 is an enemy to the devil. Where God has bought you from and what God has done for you, when you look at your life, you don't deserve to be where you are. As a matter of fact, none of us deserve to be where you're at, where we're at today. The song says he brought us out of darkness into the marvelous light. Look what the Lord has done for me. When was the last time you really looked at? See, sometimes, sometimes, y'all, we can be on such a progressive track of achievement and success and being blessed until we forget where God bought us from to get us to where we're at now. And so I ask you, even now as I'm dealing with you, look back over your life and see where the Lord has bought you from. Is there anybody listening today you recognize and realize if it had not been for the Lord doing what he did when he did it, you wouldn't be where we're, where you are at today. Y'all know, y'all, 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 come on now, y'all. Y'all, and I said, y'all, I'm being down south for real now. Down south for real, use word like y'all. Now, y'all know for real, we ain't always had it as good as we had it. You haven't always been in the position that you're in. You haven't always been blessed. Yeah, there may be some difficulty and there may be some trials and tribulations that you're going through. But when you really look back where the Lord has bought you from, only you know how good God has been. Only you know where the Lord has bought you from. All we see is your glory. All we see is God's glory on your life. But my, 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 if we knew the story of your life, how many of you know you got a story where God bought you from? And God has set you up and placed you in places you never thought you would be, given you opportunities you never thought you would have. Y'all, your life is a testimony of the power of God and the privilege of relationship. And that's what this Bible passage is talking about, the power of God and the privilege of relationship. I'm even going to change my subject today. I'm going to say the power of God and the privilege of relationship. When you have a relationship with God, it doesn't matter who's who's against you. It doesn't matter who's trying to stop you. What God has for you, it is for you. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying in here. That's why the apostle Paul said, I'll let nothing separate me from the love of God because I realize, I realize, I realize if I don't stay with God, I'm going to be defeated and I won't survive in this mean, cruel world. The world is cruel, but y'all got to understand something today and I encourage you today. I'm thinking of them old songs of the church. You got to hold on to God's unchanging hand. You got to build your hope on things eternal. We got to hold Hold on to God's unchanging hand. The, that, that, that song said life is filled with swift transitions, meaning that things are constantly changing, constantly shifting. Attitudes are shifting. Circumstances are shifting. Power structures are shifting. But there's one thing that will be true, and that will be the power of God and the purpose of God and the provision of God. So if there's ever any time you need to hold on to God's unchanging hand, that time is now. And the 
Bible focuses in on the fact that that everything about Daniel's life said he should have been defeated and he should have been a slave. But here, in spite of him being a slave and in spite of him looking like he was defeated, he ends up getting a promotion in the enemy's camp. He ends up in a place of of literal authority and executive administrative privilege in the in the enemy's camp. I'm here to tell you today, it doesn't really matter who's against you, but what matters is who's for you. And when God is for you, you have to understand what God has for you, it is for you. But my question and my insightful revelation is, why was Daniel permitted to excel in the enemy's environment? And here is the answer in verse 3 of Daniel 6. It says, then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in was in him and the king thought to set him over the whole realm that was the key my brothers and sisters Daniel maintained an excellent spirit in spite of the adversarial relationship the nation of the Hebrews at that time were in Daniel had an unction or an internal drive from God to say don't allow your atmosphere to determine your attitude and that's what I want to say to you all today y'all we've got to press into God now more than ever before because the atmospheres that we live in are being supercharged with negativity and hatred and I'm here to tell you today if you maintain your relationship with God then God will anoint you to maintain the kind of posture to continue to grow and excel in spite of what's going on around you. God is not going to allow the circumstances of judgment and the circumstances of an ungodly society to lock the hands of the godly. God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The psalmist says, delight thyself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. John says, Jesus' words, he said, I've come. He said, the, 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 the devil comes, but for to steal, kill, and to destroy, but I've come that you might have life and might have life more abundantly. So God, the God that God, the God that you have been privileged to be in relationship with also has your outlook and your career and your progression and your promotion in his, in his control. The Bible says that the king's heart is in the hand of God. God will turn around and touch an ungodly environment and make someone do something in your favor. God will touch those who are in control and allow them to see you in spite of what's going on in the environment and, and make sure that you are protected and also make sure you are promoted. There was no, no human reason why Daniel should have been the, the number one man closest to the king. He was an executive he was he would have been what's known as an executive vice president and he was a slave he was a fish out of the water but i'm here to tell y'all today regardless of who's in charge and what's in charge if god has something for you it's going to be for you so the bible said that daniel had a spirit of excellence in other words in spite of 
the majority of his people being in slavery, being in bondage, in spite of Daniel uh, uh, not knowing what his future would hold from time to time, in spite of Daniel being ridiculed and in spite of Daniel being talked about and laughed at, Daniel maintained an excellent spirit. In other words, Daniel maintained a positive attitude and in the midst of difficulty, he, con he continued to solve problems. He was a problem solver. For those of you that are working in a difficult environment where it's just difficult to be productive and everybody's complaining about how horrible the organization is and how horrible the work the workload is, you've got to maintain a spirit of excellence. You've got to continue to be a problem solver. You've got to be committed to process improvement. Don't look at the process and complain about the process, but look at the process and try and ask God to give you a revelation on how that how that process can be better. While everybody is talking about more people more less people working and more work given to less, you begin to look at ways. You pray to God and say, "God, you've got me here for a reason. You've got me here. God, I don't want to be sour. I don't want to be one of the complainers. I don't want to be one of the people that are negative. But God, I'm going to be the next attribute. I'm going to work in the workplace in in and exhibit godly character. That's right, godly character. You got to stay out the gossip packs. You got to keep your mouth off the supervisor. Let God handle all that. You make sure you stay in the good. Y'all look at this Bible story. The man Daniel was a slave. But he was the he was the number one man close to the president. He was an executive vice president in an atmosphere where he should have just been a slave. The Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Promotion is still possible in this time and this era. But we've got to stay true to God and stay committed to God because if you politic to get it, you got to politic to keep it. If you brown nose to get it, you got a brown nose to keep it. Let God promote you. Let God protect you. And he'll give you wisdom beyond your years. Oh, y'all, my time is almost up. The excellent spirit means that Daniel was pleasant. The excellent spirit means that Daniel still was distinguished because of his attributes, his actions, and his character. And Daniel always operated in a level of high intelligence. As we end, I want to tell y'all, let God protect promote and bless you just maintain an excellent spirit god bless you thank you for listening to victory in the word radio ministries of renaissance church of god in christ usa where our senior pastor is bishop dennis j mcmurray and dr e Jean mcmurray is our first lady it is our prayer that you've been moved by the Word of God, we welcome you to join us at 1001 33rd Street, Southeast Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49508. Be prepared to attend Sunday School at 9 a.m. in the Family Life Center and our Sunday morning worship service at 10.30 a.m. We also invite you to attend our midweek worship opportunities on Wednesday afternoon, 12 noon, in the chapel and Thursday at 6.45 p.m. in the Family Life Center. Feel free to call us at 616-243-0991 
also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word. And until next time, walk in victory.